Hello, and welcome to Two Beards, One Comic. Hello, and welcome to Two Beards, One Comic. And uh, it's gonna, we're going into uh, issue number, what, I think five now? Five, four? Is it four or is it five already? I think it's It's been so long. It has. It's been been at least a couple weeks. The the, uh, COVID-19 has got us in a time warp. We don't know where we are or what we've done. Is it Monday? Is it Tuesday? It could could be Friday. It's Sunday. I work today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Sunday. Weird. Sunday. Tomorrow's Monday, but tomorrow's a holiday. Yeah. Strange times. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so uh, I haven't really been reading much. Luckily enough, uh, we did get news that comic book stores are going to be opening up soon, so that's good. Yeah, but uh, as it's as it's been stated, and I will state, um, this does not mean that COVID is gone. It just means we can start buying shit again, uh, but we still got to be careful. Oh yeah, six feet. Yeah, six feet. You know, cough into your shoulder. Um, Mm. you know, wear masks. Yeah, like I know the comic book store that I shop at. uh, They are requesting that people with files call ahead and that they can just have the comics ready. Um, especially if you have like an extensive list of comics you're picking up, and uh, they're also. Going to start with, uh, I know the comic book store I go to, they want you to, they will supply you with ma- uh, gloves. So when you flip through the back issues, you put on the gloves, flip through the back issues, and then when you're done, throw the gloves out, continue on your way. So that's precautions. Yeah. It's, it's post, yep. it's going to be a very post apocalyptic world out there. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's just some people that are confused in that whole idea of things opening up to, you know, it's uh, that the threat is gone. Yeah. 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 There's going to be a second. Yeah. But anyways, um, besides that, I think we shouldn't, uh, you know, I try to avoid the COVID on news because it's just depressing. Yeah. Um, and one way I avoid that is by diving, good segue, diving into comics. <laughs> so, <it's>, uh, <laughs> so let's get into it. And, see, uh, see, that, see that man just sort of gliding by on that contraption that he can that, use without yeah. walking? That's a segue. That's a segue. <laughs> <laughs> Perfectly timed. That's the, yeah. the doomy glide. Uh, me sky uh but yeah so what have you been uh, reading lately that you can get your hands on or rereading i guess yeah well um i i'm pretty sure as our listeners know i have a pretty wide collection of comics and and because of what's going on in the world i've been kind of taking the opportunity to go like reread stuff reread my favorites uh really i'm also sort of doing more art now so i'd be kind of like diving into my old stuff and like trying like get some inspiration for my art out of it. So um, recently what I've done is I picked up probably 
like I, I started wanting to read Hellboy, and Hellboy is one of my favorite characters, and I'll go into like the history of Hellboy, but um, I picked up the the volume, I guess, the trade paperback that has one of my favorite Hellboy stories in it. It's one of the later ones that Bignola did. He just wrote it, and the art is uh, by Richard Corbin, and the story is called uh, Hellboy and the Crooked Man. And it's probably one of the creepiest, messed up Hellboy stories, I think, that were, was ever written, that, that I ever read. I mean, there could be more screwed up ones that, you know, you know, matter of opinion. But for me, The Crooked Man is probably one of my favorites. And it's weird, too, because um, Colton remembers this. But, like, when, when I was first getting into Hellboy, it was probably around the same time the movie was coming out. Mm-hmm. I really actually... I don't know how I got into Hellboy. I think, I think it was a combination of my best friend Paul, and the movie coming out, and then like, like, we started reading Hellboy, and like, uh, me, Paul, you, and another guy. What you read Hellboy long before the movie even came out? I think I'm like I remember well, it wasn't, before it they was, even announced the movie. I would say, <clears throat> I I seem to remember it was like. Cause I remember picking up my first volume. I think our dad bought it for me and it had a sticker with like, it had a sticker that said like, no major motion picture. Um, um, and it just, I don't know. I just, it stuck with me. Hellboy, you know, through the years, I kind of realized Hellboy just embodies my nature the best. Like he's this big uh-huh. hulking guy that like really doesn't want to use his nature against the world he he wants to use it for good but there is this nature you know human nature that he wants to fuck shit up so um i I just got really into hellboy and what was weird is like i had i think i had like volume one two three four five i'd have to look again i I got a crap ton of hellboy comics i went nuts for hellboy and then years later my like paul um you know best friend paul he, the guy that kind of got me into Hellboy or sort of got into Hellboy together, um, he was like, tell me about this story, The Crooked Man. And I was like, Crooked Man? Like, what are you talking about? It's like, holy crap, you haven't read The Crooked Man? And I'm like, no. So I like, I think the next day I went to my local comic book store and I tracked down uh, the volume. It's it's actually Hellboy volume 10 that has The Crooked Man. And it's, it's, it's the... Uh, preliminary well i don't know what you'd call it it's like the main story that sells the volume because uh, the mm. volume is called the broken man and others but so I, I got the volume and i read it and i was like holy crap this is sick i think the only other story that is as good as the crooked man is the silent sea and the silent sea i think came afterwards so uh, yeah, so The Crooked Man, just to go into it, obviously it's written by Mike Minola, the creator of Hellboy. Uh, he's probably one of the coolest artists, but he's also an amazing writer. He just he loves to write, for Hellboy especially, he loves to write um, on the, the inspiration of, of actual myths and legends. And he likes to put his character Hellboy, a uh, paranormal investigator, into those situations and different... Uh, characters of of myth and legend um so this one he wrote he didn't do the art but he wrote and then the artist um was richard uh corbin 
And what's really cool about Richard Corbin, one of my favorite things I like to tell people is um, for any of you listening, and if you have a, a classic rock album collection, chances are you have a piece of early Richard Corbin art. Um, so Richard Corbin um, did the cover art for Meatloaf's Bat Out of Hell. Mm. Uh, it's it's like you you look at that cover and then you look at like this book that he did of Hellboy and you're like, oh, you know, this is totally a different artist. But for me, it's the details of, uh, of the motorbike that the guy's on. If you look at the skull in the front of the motorbike, like that's actually how I realized it was Richard Corbin. I was like, holy crap, that skull looks like a Richard Corbin skull. And sure enough, in a little tiny detail in the corner of the, the album, there's like Richard Corbin. So that's really cool for me because like he's probably one of my favorite artists. Um, he has like really creepy. Um, he likes to draw like really creepy and like unnerving monsters. Uh, his women are very pendulous. Um, they, he doesn't like draw women with like high, high boobs. He likes to draw women with like realistic boobs. So um, whether whether they be like young, per, you know, young, pretty women or like old hags, like he do, he's not afraid, and I think that's what I really respect about him as an artist is like he just draws like real crap, but also scary stuff. So um, yeah, so he teamed up with Mike Manola, wrote this. Mike Manola wrote the story. He did the art, and um, Hellboy and the Crooked Man is about Hellboy going through. It's actually um, one of the few american stories that take place in like like um i think it takes place in the appalachian yeah appalachian mountains so a lot of the hellboy stories actually take place like in other parts of the world like england uh hellboy fights a lot of nazis so like some of the stories take place in germany um he's got like one of my favorite stories is called heads that takes place in japan um like he's been all over the world like in the middle East or like Eastern Europe, like a lot of the stories take place there, but this, this was one story that actually is about a American uh, legend or myth. And so uh, Mike Manola wrote this story about the crooked man and it's essentially, he's a, he's a devil. Um, probably not unlike the devil that, um, um, oh, what's his name? the blues musician oh, Robert Johnson, Robert yeah. Johnson. Yeah. Very much like, like you read the story and you're kind of like, this is probably either the devil or someone very closely related to the devil that made a deal with Richard, with uh, Robert Johnson. No. Yeah. And he made a deal with Richard Corbin. We don't know. Um, yeah. So Hellboy has to basically, he's wandering. Uh, and, I, and I always like the wandering Hellboy stories. Cause it's just, it's him just being this average guy encountering this weird stuff. So he's mm. wandering down the mountains and he kind of runs in, runs like he, he hears word about this house and there's this girl who's very sick and she's, uh, she's been cursed by a witch. So Hellboy's like, well, you know, we can't let that stand. So he ends up finding who the witch is and you find out that the witch isn't quite what she's, what you think she is. Uh, I don't want to ruin too much for it because I really want you know people who are listening to go check it out. Uh, if 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 only for the art and like the 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 monsters and creatures, but uh, Hellboy ends up finding that everything's connected to this crooked man. And the crooked man, um, 
man, like the way they draw him, like he's he's asymmetrical. He's and that's another thing I like about Mignolaverse stuff is like he's very much a proponent of drawing your characters asymmetrically. Like they're not these chiseled superheroes. They're like off kilter. They're they're not symmetrical. So mm-hmm. um, so yeah, he basically comes across the uh, the crooked man who has been basically taking souls and making witches and tricking people. And he's got his witches who are loyal to him and his witches who just like were given this power out of desperation. They were just trying to make their life better. So he, he preys on everybody. Um, it's funny because one of the villainesses of the story, um, I think her name is Ellie. She's or Effie. Yeah. Effie. Um, she reminds me of a girl I went to school with. <clears throat> back in grade school and um i don't know if colton remembers like the uh her name was terry no i don't know if you remember now anyway she's a long time ago but reading this story like the way that richard draws her and the, and her personality it was like holy crap this is this is terry like i put myself in the secondary character who hellboy teams up with to stop this and like here's this Terry girl coming out of the midst. It's very yeah. you know, creepy. So it's connecting. It's like you, you connect with it in my own kind of way. Um, mm. So yeah, Hellboy goes up against this, this witch and um, the crooked man. And uh, what else? Just trying to look here. Uh, there's like crossbred native American witches who have been crossbred with the people who were, um, settlers from Roanoke. So if any of you have heard the story of Roanoke, it was basically a colony of settlers from the, from the old world coming to the new world. And um, this is actually a real myth, a real legend. Uh, you can look into it. And these settlers landed, I don't know where they landed on the American shores, but they landed in this, this shore and they set up a colony and then pretty much they just disappeared without a trace. No one knew where they were, like where they went, what happened to them. Um, they, all they could find was a tree with, with, uh, uh, I think Croatoa uh, carved into it, and they, they there's no other trace of them. So they have no idea what happened to them. <coughs> Are you okay? Uh, yeah, I'm just choking. Colt's got the COVID. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So they, they, in this story, they kind of say what happened to them was they uh, disappeared and then they like mixed up with the Croatoan, uh, Croatoan Indians and they mm-hmm. became like inbred monstrosities, which, which people. And the way that uh, Howard or the way that Richard Corbin draws them is pretty, pretty messed up. Um, and then finally, after like going through the adventure and the story, you finally meet the crooked man. Actually, I think you meet him before that. Uh, I'd have to look. No, you don't. So, um, yeah, you basically come across the crooked man, and he's he's a messed up guy to see because he is basically you find out that he like in life was this. Um, um, profiteer off of war and like devastation uh like he funded both sides of the civil war 
know, he, he basically made money off of people's deaths. So he's, he's a, both physically and spiritually a very crooked man. And the way they draw him is like he's slack jawed and like uh, his joints are all bent out of shape and he's like creepy to look at. And um, long story short, of course, Hellboy beats him uh, in, in a very interesting way. I thought it was really cool. And they basically put everyone back to rest. And, like he usually uh, always does. He usually always does. Um, but what's really cool too about the story, and it happens in a lot of Hellboy stories, is there's a connection to his his uh, lineage. So every once in a while, like like the Crick Man, for example, they'll kind of look at Hellboy and go, "Oh yeah, I know you. Like I know what I know what you're going to turn into, or I knew your father." Or I know what you're meant for. And the thing about Hellboy is like he was brought, he was summoned to this earth by Rasputin of like, everyone knows who Rasputin is. The the man who was um, basically like, I don't know, the, the spiritual man of the Romanov family. Rasputin. Lover of the Russian queen. Exactly. Allegedly. Yeah. yeah allegedly. Um, so, like, he was summoned by Rasputin to, like, conquer North America, conquer the world, help. I think he was, like, yeah, he was under cahoots with Adolf Hitler to help, like, win the war against the Americans and the, the Allies. Um, but that backfired because um, Rasputin got interrupted and Hellboy got rescued. And he was this, like, demon boy that was supposed to be, like, the bringer of the end of the world. And... Um, he gets adopted by a British um, paranormal investigator and he becomes this like all American uh, kid and he gets, he grows up super fast too. So like he's a kid for probably, Oh, I don't know. He was, he was a kid for probably only five years, five or six years. And then all of a sudden, like 10 years after he was discovered, he's like a full grown adult. So, Uh So it's kind of a weird timeline, but he's he's just sort of I think as a demon, his demon blood made him grow up to maturity faster. But then he like essentially can live forever after that because he's a demon. Mm. Um, in in like certain stories, you find out that his mother was a witch, and she gave herself to his father, who is a demon in hell, like one of the dukes of hell, and. Um, she i think she she was young so she was not thinking and then she realized the error of her ways and she tried to renounce this demon but like she had already made a promise to him so deals with the devil you can't really break too easily um she actually mothered a son and a daughter with a human and they grew up to become a priest and a nun and then I think in her old age when she was dying, she got called back. Like basically this demon came to her and says like, you know, you owe me your soul. You owe me a child. And she tried to fight it. Son and her daughter tried to fight him off, but didn't work. I think they all got killed. She got dragged to hell, was Mm. impregnated. And then right when she was giving birth, that's when Rasputin summoned the demon. And that was the demon that came up. Yeah, I never really found out if like that was on purpose, like if Hellboy was given for that, or if that just happened at the same time. So then that was the mm-hmm. demon that came up. 
But mm-hmm. um, prophesies this like Hellboy was supposed to be the end of the world. The unknown Rama is what his real name is. <clears throat> I think it's supposed to translate to the end of the world or something. And yeah, so he, he comes up and he deals with like being half human, half demon, and he like deals with like his appearance. Um, the one thing the books do the, the, movies the pancakes. Yeah, it gets introduced to pancakes, and that's the first step towards his humanization and the demons losing grip on him. Um, He's always dealing with, like, um, his humanity. And and what the books sort of show that the movies don't is, like, um, well, actually, the new movie did this, but the old movies didn't. In the the first set of movies, one and two, um, they kind of make Hellboy this, like, secret, and, like, the world doesn't know who he is. Yeah. Which, in the comics, like... He was on Time cover Time magazine at the age of like four yeah. or five, so the world knew knows who he is. And they're a little they're like they're in stories like they're a little off put by his appearance because he's essentially a red demon with glowing yellow eyes and like cut yeah. off horn. The world kind of knows who he is. They know he's a good guy. There's a lot of fanatics who think he's a demon, and they're you know they say stupid shit. But like that's the real world. Like we have the Westboro Baptist Church who says stupid shit like that too. So. Yeah. Um, a lot of the world just sort of accepts him. He gets human human status at one point too, so he's a he's like an official. As far as paperwork goes, he's an official human. Um, yeah, and so it's just really kind of cool. And I think, like I said before, the reason why I really relate to him is like I've always kind of felt like I didn't quite fit in as fully, especially when I was a kid because I was so tall and stuff. Yeah, um, and, you were freak. Know, yeah, well, like, exactly, and like I was, <laughs> I was, like I totally was. I was growing out clothes. I was growing out clothes way faster than I thought. Like the other kids around me, my age were. Um, there's, there's that story of when I was in, and I tried to play soccer. Yeah. And the parents got the parents got upset at our mom because they thought I was, um, de- de- uh, developmentally challenged. Because like, why is this grown? you know, third grader, second grader playing with my kindergarten kid. Like, because that's how tall I was, like, very much taller than the other kids. So, Mm -hmm. luckily, I hated playing soccer anyway. So, you know, like, my mom took, or our mom took us out of it, or took me out of it. But, yeah, that's why I love Hellboy, I think, is because, like, he's kind of like this this freak just trying to make his way in the world. And over time, he gets more and more comfortable with his body, and just trying to do the right thing. And, that, and that's a lot like myself. It's like, you know, um, yeah. I've gone through some really crappy stuff. And well, I also Hellboy. like Cowboy because uh, didn't he, when Mike Manola created him, wasn't he roughly based on his father? Yes. With all yeah. the deep cuts in his hand. I also always identified yeah. with that. Well, and, and that was actually, I think that was something we shared is like when I f- found that out and I read that, I think I told you almost immediately. And um, he he was inspired the the look and feel of Hellboy was inspired by Mike Manola's father, who like would come home and his father too, I think. And his father would come home with all these like cuts and bruises and like his hands were like rough leather, and like that's very much like our dad, like yeah, like you know, banged get, up, banged up, gets cut but just keeps working. Thick skin, yeah. thick skin. 
So yeah, I, I, I guess you know, uh, Hellboy is just Hellboy is just us. Yeah, and I think that makes him a really interesting character is because as weird and and different as he appears to other superheroes, he is probably more relatable than other superheroes because yeah. he's you know he's very intelligent, but he's everything he knows he's learned from books and from learning and teaching at a regular pace. Um, but when you have people like Superman who just have all this strength, they just have it or Batman who just like knows all this stuff. Um, yeah. Hell was kind of like this cool outlier that like you can relate to him way easier and, yeah. and stories. And the cool thing about Hellboy too is like, he's not, he doesn't have that bravado. So yeah. when a monster monster appears, he's not like, Oh, I will defeat you. He's more just like, oh crap! Like yeah. I don't want to do this. <laughs> like I just want to go back to the hotel, drink my whiskey, smoke my cigars, <laughs> and go to sleep. Like I yeah. don't want to do this, but I have to because it's the right thing to do. So, and that's I think a lot of thing that I think we as people struggle with. Like, you know, he's rough. Yeah, he's like, rough on yeah. the Yeah, but he ultimately does the right thing. So yeah. So yeah. Um, I don't know what to say about it. I'm, I'm kind of, I've been listening to another podcast called the draftsman. And uh, in one of their episodes, I'm kind of early, just like I've just discovered it. So I'm early in their episodes. One of the episodes talk about an artist parents, like your art, art parents. And mm-hmm. I'm really starting to realize, I think Magnola is one of my art parents because his style is something I've always tried to emulate and like try yeah. to like capture stuff. Um, like I, I have a long way to go. I have a lot of life drawing to study and a lot of like um, scenery to like practice doing and stuff. But I ultimately would like to boil it down to a more Magnolian style and like yeah. really simplify it. But like the crazy thing about Magnolia is like it looks so simple, but it's it's it captures lines in a certain way. Yeah, that is I, don't know if follow, I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but like he's been posting a lot of like mech, uh, like mech uh, Hellboy and mech, mech Batman, Batman and all that kind of like. Oh, uh, he's been doing a lot of these flower, like gentleman style uh, caricatures, but they're like with yeah. like flowers as heads. Like his his artwork's really. It's quite impactful. It's one of the few artists I actively like have on my well, feed. It's his art is almost like like he draws it's art. like it's art. Yeah, he he draws from Victorian art. He draws from like uh, B movie p- movie poster art. He like he he draws from so many points of, of reference. Mm-hmm. Um, I was telling Kate earlier today. I was like, I think what I really like about him too is like. I'm starting to pick up his art parents. So like his, his way of, of composing an image is a very uh, like Frank Frazetta. It's like very like triangular monumentous. Um, and then his, like his like actual drawing style, you can, you can see hints of Jack Kirby in it, which is really cool because like, I think Jack Kirby should be every combo artist's art parent. He's like, Jack Kirby is like the art grandparent, I think. Like we were talking a few episodes ago, we talked about like the pillars of sequential art and like yeah, Mike Mignolo, like he he is a uh, he follows these guys, like he believes in these guys as much as we do, 
and that's mm-hmm. cool to see his, his art and and how much he loves them. So, so yeah, I I I could ramble on about Hellboy yeah. and Mike forever, but um, I think I will I will leave it there. I will say this: go out to your local comic book store and pick up pick up a volume of Hellboy. Um, yeah. For me, it's like pick up the one, the Crooked Man. The best one for me is called um, I think it's volume three. Um, I think it's called the right hand of doom. Yeah, I think that's all I'm three. I've been looking at. I they every time I met words clad, I look at them because to me they would make perfect like coffee table books too. Like yeah, if you're looking at the ones I'm looking at, the hardcover leather. Like, I think they're like oh. that faux leather. Those are the um, best ones. Yeah, they're really massive and. Would... Well, that's what my friend Paul has those ones, and he swears by them. Mm-hmm. He always gets them. Um, yeah. It's volume. Yeah, it's volume four. It's called The Right Hand of Doom. It's my favorite volume because it's got all the cool stories that I like. Got hooked on. I got yeah. hooked on Hellboy on those stories. So yeah, go go and check out Hellboy because you won't regret it. It's great stuff. Yeah. And then and then watch the newest movie. And then watch the newest. Well, no, the first one was good too. No, it just was different. A lot of, a lot. Like I loved, I loved the newest Hellboy movie. I thought it was done very well. Yeah, well, it's definitely closer. A lot of got a lot of flack. A lot of people disliked yeah. because it wasn't like the first ones. B is a <clears> lot of people. There's things in it that people didn't like that I I was like, well, if you read the comics. It would make sense to you. Like I got that lost my girlfriend. She didn't really like it. But it was like if you watch if you read the comics, you'd get the references they're making. But I, I freaking love the new one because yeah. I was just like, Oh, that's so and so and oh that's that and oh like yeah. he, he has to do that because of this and like it was just the book. It was like it was like someone who uh read or loves the Lord of the Rings, watching Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings is just like, oh, yeah. this is person's because of this and this and that. So, yeah. if if you know the mythos and you know the story of Hellboy, watching the new one is so fun because it all like you know what's going on, you understand the world. But yeah. if you're someone who your only exposure to Hellboy is the first Ron Perlman movie, which is a like yeah. it's a great movie, it number is. two not so much, but the first one was awesome. And, and it's what got me into Hellboy. But if you yeah. if that's your only exposure to Hellboy, you're going to watch this new one and go, oh, what the frick is this? This has nothing to do with Hellboy, which yeah. is not... Well, it's correct in your own opinion, but it's not correct in the source material. So Yeah. I agree. There is a lot of edit, like editing and like CGI mistakes in the movie, but... Yeah. Well, um, I'm actually I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of take a moment to to climb onto my segue, and um, I'm gonna talk about just quickly talk about a volume of Hellboy called uh, where is it? It's called Masks and Monsters, and there's a story in this volume where Hellboy teams up with Batman. Really? And that's where that's where Colton picks up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Segway. There's another one. I see another one flying across the sky. Another segue. That's a segue. A segue. <laughs> um, yeah. So I have 
I was lucky enough that my local comic book store was doing uh, deliveries for anyone who had files for any comics that came out before um, the whole shutdown of everything. So uh, luckily enough, I was able to pick up and I, I've been slowly reading through my comics, but I've, I, I have this bad habit where I get my comics, I put them in the order that I'm most excited to read them. And then what happens See, is I, I, I read, used to do that. I used to do that. And then I realized I wasn't reading comics. Like I'd, yeah. I'd read my favorite ones and then not read my other ones. So yeah, I started reading the least, least favorite. Yeah. Was I ended up getting to a point where I had issue 85 all the way up to the latest, which is 91 that I hadn't read yet of Batman, which is bad because Batman is one of my top titles. But I was, you know, I had to get through Red Hood and I had to get through Deceased. And then I tried to, you know, read through so the multiverse, dark multiverse graphic yeah. novel. But he was able to sit down. I had some time. Sit down. I think it was a couple of days ago. I sat down and read a bunch of them. So, uh, just going to talk about quickly what's going on with Batman lately. Um, For anyone who really know, recently he went up against his father and then, uh, as well as Bane. Uh, Bane was uh, defeated and put into. Um, Arkham um, and now Batman's kind of just dealing with what's going on in uh, in Gotham City as is currently um, so uh, but the biggest one now is uh, the Joker has come back and uh, one of the issues I think key about it is the Joker just in the background when he's talking about Batman you see that he has correctly identified the Hauntel Bat family. Um, most of the, as you guys know, uh, he already kind of knew who the Bat family was if you read Death of the Family. Um, but uh, this one shows that it's he's got it on a, a like I guess you would say like a blackboard almost. Try to think of the word, but apparently he's planning something. And and there's yeah. something to do with a new villain in Gotham called the Designer. And apparently, when the first Rogues Gallery, so we're talking about Joker, Riddler, Penguin, Catwoman, um, Two Face, but the four main ones that were back in the day when when Batman was still first starting out, and you know Catwoman had the pink suit, uh, the Purple suit. Joker was still just doing like, you know, robbing banks and you know petty crimes. Yeah, the, like theatrical, he was, he was just doing like theatrical crimes. Yeah, and you know the penguin was still kind of a normal-looking fat guy, not his like morbid penguin look he is nowadays in the Batman comic. I think that's one yeah. thing I like about DC Comics lately is they've been trying to do like especially with Batman is they separate the different costumes from different as different times in Batman's career. Um, which I think the, also the reason they're doing that is because they're trying to lead up to the whole three jokers storyline. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, so anyways, this when all of this back in the day when the villains and Batman were still starting out, apparently the four of them, uh, Joker, Penguin, Riddler, and Catwoman were propositioned by this villain called the designer, which as Catwoman says in the comic is uh, an urban myth among thieves and crooks and it was kind of she said it was an urban myth it was like a joke so that like when you trying to accomplish a, an evil deed or a, a perfect crime you would you know someone might make a joke going well he did it in 20 minutes and apparently the diner the designer is the he in that joke so I guess back in the day, the designer propositioned them to meet. He said that he could evolve them from right now being, he identified them as stage one in their development of being a uh, villain. And he could, within a short meeting, evolve them from a stage one to, stay, say, a stage 12 villain and work through how everything they do, the Batman would then defeat them this way and therefore continuously evolve and through this meeting he could show them how their career would evolve up until the current like stage 12 yeah and you know so he would sit them down devise these plans and uh, you know the cat woman's plan was you know uh, a way to clean out the wealth of Bruce Wayne that was her like if she grew to who she was destined to be, that was the perfect crime. Uh, the Riddler was a uh, uh, labyrinth that would defeat would make him this well uh, the smartest man in Gotham. Uh, Penguin was to become uh, the biggest boss, uh, the the person who controlled everything in Gotham. And when the Joker finally went in to meet the meeting with the designer it took hours upon hours uh, and finally through it all the designer came busting out and said, told his henchmen to kill everyone and on like, that what do you mean? like everyone like everyone yeah. in the world or no just everyone in the room so apparently okay. something happened in that meeting the designer finally was they Catwoman describes she goes imagine she's talking to Batman at this point she goes of all the crimes the Joker has committed in these years from being just a bank robber with practical jokes to you know killing millions of people to see that in front of you must have done something to the designer and just it, so when he was asked why are you doing this he goes I've seen what is in the future of Gotham, and none of you can live. But in that moment, the Joker shoots the designer, and you're, you're assuming he's dead, but he's now coming back. And there's a deep yeah. that all of them, including the Joker, buried. And at some point, uh, it's going to have to be released. Unfortunately, that's when comics stop being published. So that's as far as I got. But the de designer's back. Uh, the Joker is back. Um, oh, and then recently in the comics, they—if anyone reads, you know—the hype of DC Comics currently is 
the so uh, Cole, you're 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 starting to like fade in and out. Just so you know, just am I? Oh, well, I'm yeah. talking straight into the phone, so I don't know. Okay. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. So I'll have to look through it and see if it needs editing. I guess um, it's weird. It could just be my connection. We have really bad Wi-Fi in my apartment, so okay. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, they also introduce um, this new character that's associated with the Joker. Um, I don't know her name offhand, but it's uh, basically she replaces Harley Quinn. Oh, okay. I think her name is Punchline. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I think her, her code name is Punchline. So, uh, they introduce. They kind of just tease her character in this one, but apparently she's someone who's because Harley Quinn obviously is for, for a while now has uh, not been associated with the Joker in the comics. She's yeah. kind of on her own. She's becoming trying to become good, I think, because she yeah. works closely with Batman. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I'm looking forward to issue three because I'm. I'm excited to see what the Joker has in store because I think he's the person behind the um, the, the the designer because yeah. they can just hint that he, the Joker killed him so Catwoman doesn't quite understand why how he's back because they buried him so I have a feeling that the Joker's actually the one underneath of it but um when he's just it's playing great sides. Yeah. Oh, because too, like, the designer is just at this point, he's now using all those plans that he, like, taught all these villains about against them. Yeah. So I'm not sure. Yeah. Catwoman, all I know is Catwoman's scared shitless. Uh, it's a great story. Uh, highly recommend. I've always been a fan of, uh, James, is it Tyrone the fourth? Tyrone? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, James Tinian? Tian? Is it Tian? Tinian or something. Tinian? James something. James T the fourth. But yeah, he's the writer. They have multiple artists on this series. Um, Seems like every issue is a different artist. Like, seems like a lot of. Most of it is that George um, Jimenez, Jimenez. But um, yeah, it's one of those issues. I think it's mostly on the Batman currently. It's about the writer. And they change the artist every every issue. It seems like a different artist on the cover, like on the inside. But, uh, yeah, that's all I've been reading lately. I'm looking forward to getting back because I guess the comic book stores are again. Yeah. Good news. Yeah. And then slowly they'll start shipping them again from what I've heard. Um, it's going to be a lot of, I think, from what I've heard, they're doing it in uh, in waves. So they're not going to release all the back, like they're not going to release all the issues that were supposed to be released at once. They're just going to slowly want to catch up. Yeah. So... You know, there's a couple of like the new series I'm looking forward to reading is the new um, comic book series. It's like a continuation from the uh, Batman animated series. 
Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. The the Batman Beyond series looks pretty good too. I've been seeing pictures of it. Yeah, that one I've I've always been interested in picking up a thing, but I try and stay away from it because I don't need another issue. Like, I don't need another title. Another series, yeah. Because uh, they, you know, they introduced a female. I think right now, I think Batman Beyond is a female right now. Um. Uh, well. She, I think she took over for Terry. Well, yeah, because he's hurt. But Terry's back. I think Terry's back. Oh, he's back. Yeah, and, and I know, think and she's... also had Terry's brother became the new Robin. Yeah, his little brother became the Robin, and then, um, and then there's, well, I don't know if this is a spoiler, but I get the feeling that the new Nightwing is uh, Dick Grayson's daughter. Uh, I think. I think. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It looks good. I mean, I'd I'd be interested in. I think actually, it's funny. I think Mike Manola had a hand in designing some of the characters for that too. Oh yeah. Wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah. Um. DC's. Death Metal is supposed to be coming out soon, so that should be good. That looks freaking sick. Looks amazing. Looks amazing. I'm so excited. And then that's it, right? They're not going to do... Do you think they'll do more? Yeah. I don't know. I said they... I think it was a couple cons ago when they were talking about how, like, Greg Capullo basically said, "Like he'd be willing, he'd be down to do a new metal for years." He's like, I, when he was talking about, it, he's like, "I would be doing it." He's like, "I'm done to do some speed metal, you know, heavy metal." Speed so, metal would just be um, like Flashpoint. Yeah. yeah, like you think about it, they could almost do like they have. They firstly release metal, so they introduce it. Now they're doing death metal, you know. It, Naturally, you know, you go to speed de- uh, speed metal. You know, you got some doom. Doom metal doom. could be about doomsday. Yeah, Viking metal. Viking metal could be about. Oh shoot! What would they do for Viking metal? Uh, like they just throw, Norwegian metal. Throw Batman into the time of the Vikings and just yeah. like have Batman fight against. I don't know, Norse gods. Yeah. Have grunge metal. Just Batman in Seattle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Seattle. <laughs> just what's 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 the grunge metal Batman? Oh, it's just it's just Batman in Seattle. Yeah, it's, it's like that scene from Wayne's World where they're in front of the green screen going, "We're in Seattle." Uh, hey, <laughs> we're in hey, Seattle. Seattle. <laughs> Batman teams up with Dave Grohl. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it looks dope. The yeah. co- the the character design is what's selling it right now, and you know the Scott Snyder story is just going to be mind blowing because whatever he writes always ends up throwing you for a complete head spin. Yeah, like that when they did the last night on Earth. 
the whole fact that, was, really that was Bruce Wayne. Uh, spoilers for anyone listening. If you haven't read it, too bad you should have read it by now. Um, yeah. yeah, just it's, it's gonna be crazy. Yeah, that was um, that was a good twist. That was a really good twist. I like that. Oh yeah, yeah. That that storyline just I it just was good. I liked how the Joker became this roboticized Robin, and it was just well, yeah a good story. The ending was a really good t- uh, time loop too. I like the ending yeah. how it was like this weird time loop. Yeah. 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 So is is uh this one this new one is called Death Metal, right? Yeah. Yeah. So does Death Metal take place after the last night on Earth? Uh or is it just well, like I guess we'll find I out. Think I think Death Metal is a continuation off of metal. um metal. Okay. Because I think last night on yeah. Earth, I think last night on Earth, it's its own. Well, last night on Earth, it seems to connect better with the end of the Scott Snyder Capullo run of yes, uh, Fifty Two, because in yeah. in last night on Earth, they talk about the Twenty Seven machine, and they yes. talk about like yeah. So and I think that's I, what last night on Earth was. It was ending that storyline for them, and then Death Metal is them. It's a branch off of the Metal storyline. Right, because like- in in Death Metal, the ma- the Batman who laughs is in it. He's like an emperor, from what I can tell from the pictures. He looks like he's like some kind of like king or something. Okay, it's really the apocalyptic world because there's like dragon jokers. Uh, you know, there's the. I'm assuming most of our listeners, if you haven't, you should follow Greg Capullo and Scott Snyder. But, you know, there's some of the post pictures they posted. There's like, you know, the, the Batman dinosaur, which is such a sick design. Because if you have you seen it, the picture of the, the Batman T-Rex? I haven't seen it, no. Well, it, I don't it, think I have. Once, once, you, once this is over, look it up because there's a scene. And so when the T-Rex opens his mouth and you look yeah. inside of his open mouth it's just two of it's two eyes that look like Batman's white eyes like he's standing in a shadow and all you see is his eyes that's inside of its mouth which is like so scary the thing that like you look in this gaping void of a T-Rex's mouth and all you see is Batman's eyes looking at you that would be pretty there's other characters yeah, yeah. Oh, I'll have to check it out. Superman design is crazy. I'm trying to figure out Superman design. So he's got right. this. What's like, on his hand? Yeah. What is his yeah, hand? What's, what's that rock arm thing? Like, what's that all about? I'm assuming, I'm from <clears throat> it has to do with Doomsday virus. Yeah, maybe. Because it's also, if you look at the pictures, there's also kind of where the the, the arm kind of ceases to be stone looking. It's wrapped with a chain. So I'm not sure yeah. if it's like a, he's keeping it at a bay. Yeah. Because it's cool. always, it's like, the design's very post-apocalyptic, you know, because Batman's in a trench coat and he rides a, you know, motorcycle. It's all death cycle. He uses a scythe. 
So fucking badass. <laughs> Wonder Woman's using has a chainsaw that's literally connected to a lasso of truth, and she uses the lasso of truth like a crank on on a chainsaw. Like you just <laughs> like what? Who like, thinks up this shit? Her, Scott Snyder and Greg Capullo. That's who. <laughs> anyone? Anyone? You, it's just yeah. You know, like this has to be. They had to have met up before this whole COVID thing happened, and they had. Oh. There, you know, there was drinks and some weed going around. You know, yeah, something like that. There had to have been at least drinks, because like, I think they had these ideas because they they're good friends. I think they've had they've been sitting on these ideas. Pretty sure when they were first coming up with even metal to begin with, I think they yeah. Had, I mean, they're they're probably coming up with these ideas when they were writing the new Fifty Two. Oh, guaranteed. Like, this is all just stuff that DC was like, no, you can't put that in there because we have a plan for the story. But then yeah, when they finished then... up, when they finished up the new Fifty Two, they're able to put their seeds in there, so the Twenty Seven Machine stuff like that. And now they're just been like, DC's like, look, this is going to sell. Um, metal sold. Um, last night on Earth sold, so yeah, just go nuts, do whatever the fuck you want. So now they're just pouring everything into death metal. I'm sure that yeah. I'm almost positive that's what this is. But it's great. I'm not. I'm not bumming on it. No, I'm totally stoked to see what this this book's because it's going to be crazy. I'm just. It's one of those books like you're excited to just. I'm just going to like put on my doom metal. I'm just going to like fucking rock out listening yeah. or reading this comic. Yeah, no, I agree. They need to. They need to come out with the playlist. Greg Capullo needs to come out with the playlist to 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 read these comic books too. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, definitely have to have Black Label. I think we both said that two in. Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure Greg Capullo has been listening to some BLS. As he writes this and draws this, I mean. Oh yeah. Well, and he even because uh, uh, they're good friends, uh, Greg Pulo and yeah. Zach Wild. So I I just recently saw that he like sent him a like a a page like a rough layout page of the comic to Zach. So. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Isn't this you know, Zach Wild did that? Greg Capullo did that John of Zach Wilde. Well, That's someone was telling me that there's... Well, not someone. They, I was reading something on Instagram. And I get the feeling that Zach's, Zach um, Wilde might be in the in the comic. That'd be... I don't see why he wouldn't be. Like, I, I think... I got, I got a feeling that there's a character that's very much like Zach... It's very much Zach Wilde. Like, it's... He's going to have a different name or whatever, but like, if yeah. you're going to know it's Zach Wild. Yeah. Which, you know, if they do a movie, they, they should have Zach Wild play him. Yeah. 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 No. He's, he's so cool. Yeah, he's cool. If they do do a movie, I hope they do. I think I mentioned this before. I hope they do uh, like a. Uh, um, a heavy metal kind of cartoon, like remember heavy metal con- or magazine, and they had yeah, yeah. the movie come out. Heavy metal and then heavy yeah. metal two thousand. 
they should do something like that for um for death metal yeah just yeah. just yeah. like I, dc would never let it happen but that's no wicked to see that no but i could see them because dc's really been on their game about like converting high selling comics into their animated movies yeah like they just did um Justice League uh, Apocalypse War, uh, which from I've seen from the previews looks really good. Um, so that's but DC could really DC could up their game and like if they do it, even if they do an adaptation of of uh, metal, like Mm. do it get get recording artists like getting get bands in there get bls get like other heavy metal bands to join and do like music for the movie yeah no i i agree dc should but they probably won't they probably won't (laughs) no (laughs) it's too much work yeah but you never know um Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, um, it was so, anyways, uh, yeah, that's what I've been reading lately is just Batman, uh, hopefully pick up some more. Um, so any, any other cool things happening in the, your world over there? Uh, not really. Uh, I've been, I've been writing a few stories. Um, yeah, I got, I got a like a medieval like sword and sorcery st- horror story on the go. I'm trying to work it up, like work up the script so I can like turn it into a comic book. I'm writing another story that's more of an urban horror story. Um, I'm kind of through those two, well, more through the urban horror story. I'm working on a story with Paul. Um, we're trying to like figure out if we're going to write something together. Um, what else? Haven't been doing as much art as I wish I was, but hopefully I got to actually drink a jar of Paul tonight. So we'll do probably, I might start plotting out this image I have in my head and see if I can get it down on paper. Um, other than that, I'm just excited that like comic book stores are back. Um, yeah. Home you know, depots are open. No, are you guys are, open? We, we've been no, open the whole like, time, but yeah, we, we've no, been open like, the whole time, but it's been uh, just uh, deliveries and pickups. There's no yeah, people out. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, is, is, is your store opening? Yeah, no, we do allow, we are allowing customers in the store now. Oh, but, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, very that's much nice. keep safety procedures up. Because yeah. we're, we're not out of the woods yet. Yeah, no. But I'm glad they're open because I there's a lot of cosplay stuff I've been trying I want to get accomplished, but I was waiting I needed Home Depot to open because I need to get like a sander and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy about that. Yeah. So like I drove by it today and it was packed. People yeah. definitely utilized the fact it was open. Yeah. yeah. Go in there. So yeah. yeah. How are you? Anything new exciting? Uh, no, like I, well, like I've been, you know, you know, uh, just recently watched the new DC, um, Red Sun movie, animated, uh, movie. Um, I liked it, uh, stayed 
pretty true to the uh the uh graphic novel so i enjoyed it um what else oh um what's his name the one of the writers for, for um batman the animated series just passed away recently oh really which one uh shit i'd have to look it up not I, paul Dini. I don't doesn't sound familiar. It was uh Martin Pasco. Oh yeah, that doesn't ring a bell. But I guess he's a writer. So I the reason I was mentioning that is so I went out and I picked up the uh box that Batman animated series. The whole been thing? A lot. Yeah, it's like the complete series. The six oh, so it's not but it's just the animated series. It's not like it doesn't go into Batman or Robin, and like no, like just the uh, the Batman and Robin with just as Dick Grayson as Robin, not when Tim Drake, right? Hmm. They really, you know what the 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 DC movie universe should have just followed suit of what the animated universe did and like start with a bunch of Batman movies, go into him, teaming up with Robin, like really get Batman down and then start yeah. introducing like, like have the Batman movies, have the Superman movies, just let them sit for a while. Let, let people get to know the actors, get to know the characters. And then like towards the end of like a Superman movie, or like a Superman Batman team up movie, introduce like Green Lantern or something, and then build on the Justice League, just like they did with the cartoons yeah. where they had Batman. Batman got really popular. Then they released the Superman cartoon, and then they kind of had them but team up, and then they they just they had it. They had it the right idea when it first started out. Like if you go back to like Batman versus Superman, yeah. they introduced you know Batman versus Superman. And they introduced Wonder Woman. So yeah. what they should have done was then did a Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman movie. Yeah. And then, you know, did a movie with, you know, you know, just do another, say, I personally think DC needs to stick with Batman. Do another Batman movie. Introduce Green Lantern. You know, and then do a Green Lantern movie. And then, you know, then do another Wonder Woman movie, you know, go on to Wonder Woman 2 and then introduce, you know, Wonder Woman interacts with, you know, the Flash. I'm not saying this is the best case scenario because Wonder yeah, Woman yeah. and the Flash, but they make a good movie. But, you know, in that movie, introduce the Flash and then, you know, you do a Flash solo movie. And then in that Flash movie, you introduce so-and-so. But I think they tried to force it too quickly because they were trying to catch up to the Avengers. To Marvel, yeah. Yeah. pushed it you know they did Batman versus Superman they did Wonder Woman and then it was like straight into the Justice League like well we can't do the Justice League with you know three superheroes so let's <clears> just introduce <throat> them in one movie and control you know completely lose the audience yeah. and rush it oh and let's fire you know the the visionary director that everyone loves yeah, uh, let's just fire him and scrap all the work he's been on, and we'll just push out this movie in two months and just. Oh well, no, and then we'll hire Opie from the Andy Griffith Show and yeah, director. Yeah, yeah. Ron Howard, they'll, they'll Howard pay director, but like Ron Howard 
isn't a director for stuff like Justice League. I don't know why. I don't of all the act yeah. directors they pick, I don't know why they went with him, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's okay because the, the viewers will pay the money, they'll see it, and who cares if it flops. Yeah, that's true. And, but whatever. But DC does their 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 own in. I, I've, there hasn't really been an animated movie I don't like. They did butcher Hush. I'm pretty sure we talked about this before. Uh, Hush wasn't. Um, it was a good movie, but they they butchered the storyline. Um, for some reason, they're scared of Jason Todd when it comes to these new animated movies. Um, but which is weird because yeah. Under the Red Hood was awesome. Yeah, well, and like, I th- yeah, I don't know why they like they they introduced a Jason they introduced Jason Todd in the new um, Young Justice show. So they introduced him where? Um, in the Young Justice, you know the t- the the television oh, really? show, yeah. Justice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They introduce him. He's an assassin that works for Raza Ghul. Oh, sick! He's like this hooded figure with he's his eyes. He's got like he's like this one where one eye is. It's like three lasers, and the other one's just one red dot. And he's like this. Uh, he doesn't know who he is, though. Right. But then, Dick, they then I think they introduced them, and then you don't really they don't they haven't reintroduced them in the series. That's weird. Like they teased him, and then that's it. But apparently, he's going to be in the new comic book series um, based on it's like a continuation from the Batman animated series. The new, I think it's called Batman Adventures. Oh, that'd be cool because they don't they don't ever talk about Jason Todd in the animated series. No, no, because like if you read the documentaries that's on like the Batman animated series, yeah. they talk about how. When that show came out, they didn't want to introduce Jason Todd because Jason Todd's subject matter was too dark for Saturday cartoons. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's why, like, if you, if you look into the whole premise of like Tim uh, Tim Drake in the animated series, he's almost an amalgamation of both Tim Drake and Jason Todd. Yeah, he's a wise character, so, and yeah. Little yeah, yeah, he has a bit of when he first becomes Robin, he has a bit of a uh, a mean streak kind of in him. Yeah, he's got some angers to work through, but yeah, so but I don't know, somehow they're going to introduce Asian Todd. Oh, which now reminds me, I just one of the issues of comics I got in my file that I just read was the end. The last issue of Batman: The White Knight. Oh yeah, how was that? Great way to end the story. You know, Batman has given up his mantle because he's told the city he defeated. Um, he defeated Azrael uh, without killing him. Um, he's in jail, and then that's how they introduce Jason Todd. Right. Apparently, Batman knew he was alive this whole time, but led everyone to believe that he is dead. And he was working in the military. He's a, he worked as a corrections officer at, um, it looks like Blackgate, I'm assuming. 
you just see on his one shoulder, he's got a corrections correctioners officer badge on his arm. Yeah, some two minutes black gate. Huh. So I'm hoping because Sean said he's going to continue doing the stories, but he's taking a break. He's actually right now doing a um a crun- uh, a crowd funded story of his own. Oh, that's cool. Um, called shit. Forget what it's called, but the premise is that these special special agents with like they all have like the special abilities, and they go into stories to try and change the plot of the story in order to save the story. It's, it seems very cool, and I like Sean Murphy's artwork. But yeah, after it's a crowdfunded comic he's working on. So oh, I guess he's taking a bit of a break. He's going to focus on that. Yeah. I'll have to go check it out. Yeah. When I get next time we do this podcast, I'll look it up and I'll let our viewers what it's called. It's interesting. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. Sick. Yeah. So I'm glad we were able to get together and do another one. I know it's been weeks and our listeners have probably, you know, been wondering what we were doing this whole time. But I, like, I would uh, like to find out how many listeners we have. Uh, it's hard to figure out. I could look at it. Last time I looked, we had like something. How many? Uh, 50. Something. Well, that's not bad. I think we usually get an average of like 15 listens per, per thing. Not bad. We need to just post more. But we've been busy. This whole coronavirus thing is kind of first for a loop. But yeah, it did. Comic book stores open. Release back. Well, and the thing is, too, is like we're telling people to read these comics, but they have nowhere to go get them. So, other than no, Amazon. Yeah. So, but now, now they can. Cool. Yeah. Go out to your local comic book store yeah. and support them. Buy some comics. Yeah, support your locals. Yeah. yeah. Well, pretty much all comic book stores are local. That's true. But, uh, yeah, so uh, I hope everyone enjoyed this week's issue of uh, Two Beards, One Comic. And uh, hopefully we can uh, do this next week and uh, hear new stories that we've picked up at the Local comic New stories! More stories! More room for activities! We can do so many activities with this extra so space! More activity with this extra space! I showed that movie to Kate the other night and she thought it was hilarious. Hey, yeah, it's me and Deanna actually watched it a little while ago. And we were talking about how it's one of those movies that's like. Stupid, but hilarious. Like, we also watched Night at the Roxbury. Dumb, dumb movie, yeah, but, but hilarious. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. Support your local comic right, store. Well, Read comics. Yep. Read comics. So, tune in next time. Same bearded channel. No, same beard time. Same bearded channel. Same trial. beard. Yeah. Hey, bye. You want to try that one more time? Sure. Same B.
beard time. Same bearded Same channel. Bearded. Yeah. Batman. Hi. See everyone. Yep.